0: It's gonna be great. Welcome to Overlake. I'm Pat. I'm one of the pastors on the team here. And while while a few of you are finishing your Krispy Kreme, I'll, I'll give you time, don't worry. Uh, I, I just wanted to mention something that everyone received in your handout as you came in. And, and it's this guy. We we call this here the connection card. And and the heart behind the card, the reason we have this is it allows us to care well for you and for your family. And so we just ask that at some point during the service. Uh, on the front, let us know the best way to maybe stay connected with you so that we can communicate upcoming things that are happening. And, and then on the back, we'd love to know, how, how can we come alongside you? Uh, maybe in the next step of faith or maybe a way we can be praying for you. We'd love to know what that is as well. Well, we know some of you are, it's your first time. And, and, and so maybe you were drugged here. Maybe, maybe you were dragged here. Uh, maybe you got drugged and then dragged here. I, I sure hope not, but... Um, uh, but what we want to do is we want to make sure you leave here with a gift from us. Uh, it, it, we weren't able to spring for the new Tesla Roadsters for all the first-time guests, uh, but what we have for you is is pretty close. It's an awesome gift, so uh, after service, uh, bring your connection card into the Connection Center on the first floor. Uh, we just love the chance to meet you. Thank you for joining us and, and give you a gift. Well, let's do this. For those who are able, stand with me. Give the person next to you a high-five and tell them, Happy Easter. And now let's worship together.
1: Declared the grave has no claim
2: Uh, Go ahead and grab a seat. It is wonderful to be with you celebrating Easter. My name is Mike. I'm one of the pastors on the team. And I just want to say welcome. I want to say welcome to our Overlake Church family. I want to say welcome to our community friends and and guests today. I want to say welcome to those watching online. And and I even want to say welcome to my friends from the gym that are here today. Uh, And some of you look at me, you go, oh, you go to the gym, oh. Uh, maybe garlic gems or something. I don't know. but uh, Okay, so to make everyone feel a little bit at home today, I want to start with a couple of dad jokes. The first one is this. Uh, who is the Irish saint who comes out in the springtime? Paddy O'Furniture. <laughs> Tough crowd. <laughs> All right, one more. H- how How excited was the gardener Uh, the church gardener, about springtime. He was so excited he wet his plants. (laughs) I wish I could say the jokes get better. They don't. They don't. Uh, Many of us here today are acquainted with the events surrounding Easter and know how the movement of Jesus actually died with his crucifixion and his burial. It was all over in that moment. But then, on the third morning after his death, the stone was rolled away and the tomb was empty. Jesus was alive through something called the resurrection. You know, a few years ago, a Gallup poll indicated that 84% of Americans believe in the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Now, you know that his crucifixion is historical fact. And his resurrection was not done in secret. In fact, everyone in Jerusalem knew about it. The Roman Empire knew about it. It was news. If CNN had been there, they would have covered it live. You see, there were at least 15 different references to Jesus meeting people and touching people and talking to people after the resurrection. One time he cooked breakfast for some friends. One time he spoke to over 500 people. Um, A lot of people in Jerusalem saw him after he was risen. So we're not talking about some lone hiker who comes back with a vision of Sasquatch. This was like a matter of public record. And because of this, the movement of Jesus began powerfully. It transformed millions and billions of lives, all predicated on the fact of the resurrection. See, it was like this, Jesus, told his disciples that he was going to die and be buried and come back to life on the third day. And then he did it. And they were like minds blown. They were in, a hundred percent. You know, once when I was in high school, I was hanging out with a couple of my buddies, Doug and John, one night. And we were on this hillside. And I, I bent down and I picked up a rock and I said to my friends, Hey, do you guys see that lamppost down there? And they go, yeah, we see it. And so I took the rock and I hurled it into the darkness and there was a one count and a two count and a three count and then clang, it hit the lamppost. <laughs> My buddies were like, dude, you're the man. And I was like, I, I kind of am, you know. <laughs> But you see, this was way bigger than that. You see, Jesus had predicted that he was gonna suffer and that he was gonna die and be buried and then come back to life on the third day. And when he did it, the disciples were like, dude, you're the man. And because you're right about this huge thing, we're gonna trust you in these other things that you said as well. Like we're supposed to love one another and that you are God's son and that you are here to save us. They were in and the event called the resurrection is what started this global phenomenon of Jesus followership. It's really interesting to me when you look at how movements began throughout history, you'll see that they often start slow and build up up steam. I want to tell you, friends, this one started dead on arrival. No pun intended, right? After the crucifixion, there was zero momentum. But then resurrection and Boom, it goes zero to 60, hyperdrive, power, passion, miracles, testimonies, life transformation. And that is the stream that we are still swimming in today. And that's why today, billions of people around the planet are celebrating with us. Now, maybe you're here and you might even be here sort of because you were blackmailed to be here. You were finagled, you were promised brunch afterwards or something. And you find it difficult to believe in the story of the resurrection. I just want to say, don't worry. You're not alone in that wrestle. There's a journalist named Lee Strobel. And he studied the resurrection in order to disprove it to his wife, who had begun to follow Jesus. And he ended up following Jesus himself. The book he wrote about that experience is a bestseller called Case for Christ. Professor and theologian C.S. Lewis had a very similar experience to Strobel's. A name you might recognize, Chuck Colson. He was a former counsel for President Nixon. He was also a convicted conspirator in the Watergate scandal. He wrote that for him, the Watergate cover-up was what convinced him that Jesus had literally risen from the grave. God can use anything, right? Uh, Colson writes this. This is what he writes. He says, there were only eight or ten of us in the inner circle around the president who really knew what was going on. All we had to do was stonewall for a couple of months, and the Watergate scandal would be over. But we couldn't hold the conspiracy together for more than three weeks. We could not contain the lie. He concludes, I know that the disciples could not perpetuate a lie like the resurrection, because it was not just their reputations that were at stake, their lives were in danger. They had nothing to gain by the lie, and yet every one of them stood fast in the conviction that Jesus was alive. Take it from one who saw firsthand how vulnerable a cover up is. Nothing less than the resurrected Christ could have caused those men to maintain to their dying whispers that Jesus is alive and he is Lord. Wow. You see, you probably know that the disciples were all martyred. And friends, I have to tell you, I don't believe that they would be willing to die for a lie. Would you? You see, history shows us that all throughout history, people are willing to die for what they believe is true, but nobody is willing to die for what they know is false. And so I want you to recognize that today, we're actually not gonna cover the circumstances of the resurrection. We're not even gonna cover the beginnings of a faith movement or why intelligent people conclude that Jesus is risen. Now, for the next 10 minutes, I wanna cover what resurrection means for our lives today. So today's message, if you wanna grab your notes out of your handout, is called, Because He is Risen. And the first truth is this. Because He is risen, we shall rise over sin and shame. Because of the resurrection, we know that the penalty for sin has been paid in full. The Bible says this in Acts 13, 38. Listen, we are here to proclaim that through this man, Jesus, there is forgiveness for your sins. You see, we have to recognize this, that we have all turned our backs on God. This is true for all of us from the very beginning of our lives. It's, it's simply part of our fallen human nature. We've rebelled against God and, and we've rejected Him on so many different levels, In fact, what we really do is we set ourselves up to be our own little gods of our own little universes, and we contrive to go after convenience or comfort or control or pleasure. That's what it is that we go after as humans, and we do things along the way that cause hurt, that cause guilt, that cause shame. We hurt other people, and we hurt ourselves. And the Bible calls all of this sin. It indicates that we are sinners by birth and by choice. And what happens is sin comes between us and God and it separates us from him, leading to our own pain. See, throughout the course of our life, we have racked up an incredible debt of sin and none of us can afford the balloon payment. Yet God loves us. He sees how our sin hurts us, how we can't pay it back, how it separates us from him. And so God graciously says, I'll pay it. So Jesus came. God in the flesh lived a sinless life and died a sinner's death, a death of a criminal, a death of a rebel, a death of a terrorist. This is a death that sin requires. And I want you to see how important this is, that the only one who had no need of forgiveness was the only one who could purchase it for us. See, sin had put us on the hook, but God put himself on the hook instead to get us off the hook for sin. Romans 8.1 says this. So now there is no condemnation for those who belong to Christ Jesus. There's no condemnation for those who belong to Jesus. You know, <clears throat> some of you who are boomers and Gen Xers, you might remember a little toy called Etch-a-Sketch. Raise your hand if you remember an Etch-a-Sketch. Yeah, so many of us. So millennials, you need to know that that is not a digital screen. It's not a touch screen. You actually just turn the little knobs to make your art. But what happens if you mess up the picture that you're trying to make? What do you do? You simply shake it, right? You Turn it over and shake it and lift it back up and it's a blank slate. It's clean. Well, when you look at this verse in the Bible, I want you to see this as God's etch-a-sketch verse for you. Right, this is God's wipe the slate clean verse for your life. And I want to tell you, that's why following Jesus is unique. That's why this isn't like all the other religions of the world. Only in Christianity do you have God's incredible justice satisfied, the debt of sin paid for by God himself. And this reveals his incredible grace over us, his heart of lavish and extravagant love for you and for me. Ephesians 2, 5 says, even though we were dead because of our sins, he gave us life when he raised Christ from the dead. That's the life that he gives us. By raising Christ from the dead, it's only by God's grace that you've been saved. You know, a lot of people can't get on with the present because they're still mired in the past. Some shame or regret has tied them down. Some of you, you're letting a former relationship trip up the current relationship that you're in. You're running around with this emotional baggage or you're, you're burdened by this shame and, and then wondering why you don't feel light and happy. Listen, here is the good news. Colossians 2.14 says, Think of it, all sins forgiven, the slate wiped clean, that old arrest warrant canceled and nailed to Christ's cross. Friends, this is God's pardon program. Jesus nailed every sin, all shame to the cross. He paid for my guilt, which means that I don't have to keep paying for it. Jesus Christ was nailed to the cross so I can stop nailing myself to the cross. You see, he wants to forgive your past. He wants to cancel every debt of guilt and shame through the work of the cross and through the empty tomb. So Jesus came to reveal not only God's grace and love for us by going to the cross in our place, but listen, the resurrection means that it's true. It means the work of the cross is complete, that it is finished. Jesus has risen over sin and shame, and because he has risen, we will rise as well. Now the next on the on the outline, it's the same thing. Because he has risen, we shall rise over challenge and trial. We'll rise over the challenges and the trials that we face in life because of the resurrection. You know, there's so many of us here, we all came in feeling differently this morning. Some of you came in feeling like this. (laughs) Top of the world, ridiculously cute, well-fed, happy, and recently burped, you know. (laughs) But maybe some of you came in today feeling like this, a little more. (laughs) Things have been a little hairy in your world. But here's what you need to know. It's because of the resurrection, we have God's power available to us in the here and now. Look at what Jesus tells his followers. And by proxy, that's you and me. He says, I've told you all this so that you may have peace in me. Here on earth, you will have many trials and sorrows, but take heart because I have overcome the world. And you might wanna circle that word, overcome. You see, our risen Savior gives us power for living life today, power for overcoming. He gives us encouragement for our dark days. He gives us hope when we face difficult circumstances. You know, we hear this a lot at Overlake Christian Church, uh, this phrase, "I, I feel powerless to change my situation. I feel powerless to improve my relationship. I feel powerless to break my bad habit. I feel powerless to manage my time or my debt or my schedule. What you need is a power greater than you. What you need is a power greater than you. You were never meant to live on your own power. God wants an empowering relationship with you. So here's the good news, Ephesians 1, 19 and 20. I also pray that you will understand the incredible greatness of God's power. There it is. The incredible greatness of God's power for us who believe him. This is the same mighty power that raised Christ from the dead. Friends, the same power that raised Jesus from the dead is able to raise you above your problems. The same power that God used at the resurrection 2,000 years ago is available for you to use in your life right now. See, you don't know what the future holds, and I don't either. I don't know what's gonna happen tomorrow or in the next few weeks, and neither do you. Other than the fact we know the Mariners are gonna blow their historic start. Come back, people, come back to me. Friends, it doesn't matter that we don't know the future. It doesn't matter that we don't control the future because God does. He gives us the power to face it. And so in Philippians chapter four, verse 13, it says this, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. All things through Jesus who gives his strength to me. You know, some of you, you did come in here limping today. You've had a tough week or a tough month. It's been a long year for you. And God wants to say this, don't give up. Don't give up. Please, don't give up. No problem is too big for God. No circumstance is hopeless if you will turn it over to Him. You know, maybe on the outside of your life, your life looks a little bit like this. By show of hands, how many of you have been to the Notre Dame in person? Yeah. Yeah, I I was 19 years old when I first visited Paris, and I had a powerful spiritual experience at the Notre Dame. I walked in, and it, it just felt so reverent and ancient, like these stones would survive anything. And maybe that's how you feel or present on the outside. You feel like you've got it all together, like you'll always have it all together. But maybe on the inside, you feel more like this. You might know the story that 24 hours after the fire consumed the Notre Dame, over $700 million was pledged to rebuild it and restore it. And I just wanna say this to you today, that God has infinite resources available to rebuild and restore your life. God has infinite resources available to rise you up above the challenge, above the trial that you face today. Because he is risen, we rise over challenge and trial. Because he's risen, we rise over sin and shame. And finally, because he is risen, we shall rise into life eternal. We'll rise into eternal life. The scripture is clear on this point. Romans six twenty three says, for the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord. Would you circle the words free gift? You see the free gift that God offers us is eternal life in Jesus. And this is so essential because one day you're gonna stand before God and you're gonna need to know what's being offered you in heaven. And so first you need to know heaven is a perfect place. There's perfect love there, there's perfect peace there, perfect joy there, total perfection. And the Bible makes it clear there's no sin, there's no mistakes, there's no wickedness, there's no evil, there's there's no error at all. It's perfect in every way. And then secondly, the Bible indicates that to go there, you have to be perfect because only perfection can exist in heaven. And you might say, "Well, that leaves me right out." Guess what? That leaves me out too. You might say, "Well, you have to be perfect to be there. I can't go there cuz I'm not perfect." And I would say that's The point? Me neither. None of us are. We have all blown it. We've all messed up. There are only two ways. The Bible indicates that we will be in heaven. Plan A is to earn your way. And this is the perfection plan for perfect performers. Okay? All you have to do for this plan is never mess up your entire life always do the right thing, say the right thing, think the right thing, make the right decision from birth until death, congratulations, you don't make it, and neither do I. And since none of us qualify for plan A, God himself came up with plan B, which is this, and you might wanna write it down, trust Jesus. Trust Jesus, the Jesus who says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Trust Jesus that he is God, in the flesh, that he lived a perfect life. Trust Jesus that he went to the cross for your sins and for mine. Trust Jesus that he came so that we could understand what God's heart of love is actually like. Trust Jesus that he will make your character like his own. And by trusting and establishing a relationship with Jesus, you get in on his goodness and you receive the free gift of eternal life that he offers. 1 Peter 3.18 says, Christ suffered for our sins once for all time. He never sinned, but he died for sinners to bring you safely home to God. Dear friends, this is the great news of Easter. There will be a day when death will be swallowed up by our risen, victorious Savior, Jesus Christ, forever and ever. Eternal life is that great hope, a hope which sustains us through the dark and difficult times of our life. It sustains us through death and beyond it. And listen, friends, eternal life starts the very moment that you trust that Jesus is your Lord and your Savior, that you proclaim that He is your Redeemer and your leader. And if eternal life is already ours, then we can begin to experience that supernatural joy and peace and love today. See, because he is risen, we rise to life today, and that's present tense, which means, friends, that we can start now, that we can start today, that we can embrace the risen Christ and celebrate the new, eternal, power-filled, grace-filled, love-filled life that he offers us today. I want you to know that when we walk out of here, I want you to walk out dancing I want you to be celebrating. I want you to be raising a hallelujah and feeling real joy about who Jesus is and what Jesus has done for you, dying so that you could have forgiveness and rising to give you new life, a life over sin and shame, a life over trial and challenge, rising to live eternally. And it's really quite simple to step into this stream. The apostle Paul tells us, he actually says it so clearly, kind of lays it on the line in Romans chapter 10, verse nine. And he says this, he says, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. So friends, I wanna give us all an opportunity to do that right now on Easter morning. And what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna pray And I'm gonna pray in the first person singular. But if you would like to, I want you to affirm my prayer in your own heart. Or maybe you might wanna repeat it after me, or or maybe you just might wanna to say something similar in your own words. But I want you to understand this, that as we bow our heads and close our eyes and pray that the Lord of the universe hears your prayer and he meets you right there. So why don't you do this? Bow your heads and close your eyes and let's pray together. And if you want to, you can just repeat these quietly in your own heart. Jesus, I want to tell you this morning that I do believe. I believe that you are Lord. I believe that you are risen. I believe that you are a living Savior. Please forgive me for all my sins, for the sins that I can remember and confess to you, and for the sins that I've forgotten. I trust you. And I invite you to be the Savior and the Lord of my life. So help me let go the old way of living without you. And help me to accept the new life that you have for me with a new heart and a new hope. Lord, thank you for dying on the cross and thank you for rising again. Thank you that because you are risen, I rise over sin and shame. I rise over trial and challenge. I accept your free gift of eternal life forever and ever. And I pray these things, Jesus, in your precious and holy name. Amen. Well, friends, if you prayed that prayer, I just want to say congratulations. The Bible makes it absolutely clear that as uh, praying a prayer like that is like a first step. And, and it's a first step on a journey that lasts for all of eternity. And, and the trajectory of your life will now change. It will move in a way that is toward the Lord Jesus. It'll move in a way that is powerful and positive. And lastly, the Bible says that if you prayed that prayer for the first time, all of heaven rejoices. So God bless you. What I wanna do is I wanna, before we continue to worship Jesus, I wanna have you grab this connection card out of your, out of your handout. Pastor Pat mentioned it a few moments ago, but I wanna give you just a few moments to finish filling this out. You'll notice on the back, there are some places, if you made a spiritual decision today, go ahead and check one of those boxes. We just wanna celebrate with you. Maybe provide you some resources or some tools to help you on your spiritual journey. And then you'll see there's some area for prayer requests. If we can pray for you, if we can lift stuff up that's going on in your life before the Lord, we've got a great team that loves to pray. So go ahead and jot those things down. And then as the ushers uh, pass the buckets, you can drop these into those buckets along with any tithes, gifts, offerings. Uh, It's just another way that we worship Jesus together. So ushers, why don't you come and we'll collect these cards. And then I do want to reiterate, if this is your first time here, we are so honored that you would choose to spend Easter morning with us. Why don't you hold on to your card? And then after the service is over, as you're exiting on the main floor, you'll see our Connection Center. You can go turn that card in, and we'll give you a gift. It's just our way of saying thank you so much for for being with us today. Uh, Finally, you'll notice that on the back, there's some information that we would love to get into your hands. Uh, There's some things going on. In fact, we're just getting ready to start a new kind of semester of our groups. So if you're looking for a group to get connected to, check that box. Uh, We're starting our, our class. It's called Rooted, which is our pathway to dynamic membership about what it looks like to be a part of the journey here at Overlake. So we'd love to invite you to join us there. So there's all kinds of stuff going on. In fact, if if you're here and you're a parent, you've got a child that's maybe in younger elementary school or younger, we've got a world-class kid town program. If you've got students, if you've got teens, uh, middle school or high school, uh, young adults, we've got an incredible student ministries program. We'd love to invite you into that as well, okay? Uh, Here's the last thing I wanna say. I'm serious about experiencing the joy that Jesus offers to us. I'm serious about us really stepping in and understanding that all of these gifts we've talked about today, they are available for you and for me to embrace each and every day of our lives. So I wanna make sure that we get a chance to celebrate today, that we really do get a chance to raise a hallelujah together, okay? Because he has risen, we do rise. I promise you this friends, it's so good. So right now, what I'd like to do is invite you to watch this video and we'll continue to praise Jesus together.
0: reality that, that because he is risen, we will rise. I love that. I love that. Well, you can remain standing in just a moment. I'm going to bless us out of here. And, and before I do, just two brief things. Is, is The first is, is that we would love, if there's any way that we can pray for you or pray with you, uh, join us in the prayer alcove. It's on the second floor. Well signs that will direct you over there, but a great team of people that would love to pray with you. Uh, And the the, the second thing is this, and Pastor Mike was mentioning it, but it's a great season, a great time to get connected here at the family of Overlake. And so head online. We have all the groups posted online, the classes that will be kicking off next week. They're all online. You can sign up for those. But great opportunity, really, uh, to take a step in, in the community here at Overlake. Well, let's do this. I want to, I want to bless you. And so uh, raise your faces heavenward just as, as a symbol of being risen with Jesus and receive these words of blessing. And now may you leave this place changed by the love of Jesus, reminded in your hearts and minds that because he has risen, you too will rise. You will rise over sin and shame, over trial and challenge. Not even death can defeat you. Because the very same power that raised Christ from the grave lives in you. You're forgiven, you're saved, and you are loved. So be blessed in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. See you guys next week at 920 and 11.